All right, I am back. Um, sorry, I'm <laughs> just was looking at the, the demographics. Um, and there's like 22% from Ireland, which was really weird. So that was really weird. Because I don't know who the hell is also listening to this podcast. Um, because this is only for you, Caitlin. And it's kind of weird with other people listening to it. But the weird thing was, the demographic stayed 100% female. And 100% of it is 17 and under, I believe. So I'm assuming it's just getting your location wrong. Or someone from Ireland is actually listening to this podcast. And it's interesting. <laughs> it's kind of weird, yeah. Because I don't know how anyone else would find this Um and start listening to it and just being like, oh yeah, this is chill. Um, <laughs> but anyway, last week was amazing. It was like the one of the best weeks I've ever had. Just spending it with you was awesome. It's so perfect. And God, I wish every week could just be like that. But sadly it's not, and now I'm back to real life, doing phone calls, doing work, and recording this podcast, I guess, <laughs> once a week. <laughs> and as you can see, I brought my book along that week, and I did not read a single inch of it, and I've not been making the progress that I wanted. This is probably going to take just as long as coddling did, because I just, I just don't have the time, I guess. I don't know. I'm just taking forever to read this. Okay. But without further ado, let's jump right back into the book. Another photo taken around this time shows Kim with a smile, wearing a silver necklace over his black t-shirt and looking like a typical teenager. Another reveals some fuzz on his top lip and smattering of pimples on his cheek. Despite the school's efforts to get rid of the journalists, interests was, interest was so huge that the authorities organized a press conference in, the cl in a classroom. Yuli Schutz-Tutor, the education administrator in the municipality of Cohen's, which incorporates Leibfield, confirmed that the boy from North Korea attended school from August 1998 to the fall of 2000. He was enrolled as the son of an employee of the embassy, Studer said, adding that this was not unusual given that some other foreign diplomats also sent their children to the school. Quote, the pupil was considered to be well-integrated, diligent, and ambitious, unquote. Studer continued, quote, his hobby was basketball, unquote. Along the bottom of the statement was were bold-faced words saying that this was their, was their final comment. To this day, there are the only details that the school has given. Teachers there never met the boy's parents. Instead, various North Koreans would attend the parents' nights in their place, apologizing and explaining that this was because the boy's parents couldn't speak German, recalled the school's principal at the time, Peter Burry. When he first enrolled at the school in Leibfield, Kim Jong-un started in a reception class for children who did not speak German, spending several months learning his lessons in German, but at a slower pace than the simpler instruction. At the same time the boy enrolled, about a quarter of the students were not Swiss, 
so the authorities were used to dealing with children who arrived without being able to speak the local language. Kim Jong-un was also also had private German language tuition outside of school. To find out about what the young North Korean learned in school, I took the bus to Cohen's one day and visited the municipality office. Marisa Bifan, head of the Cohen's education department, pulled out a big white binder containing the school curriculum from the 1990s. There was a usual lineup of classes, German, math, science, health, science, health, and foreign languages, music, art, and sports, as well as units like the world around us, which taught world religions and cultures. The school authorities assess, assess the children based on their ability rather than age. They'd rather play it safe and hold the ch- child back a year and have him or her do well in a lower grade, Viva Fan told me. Once he finished in a preparatory reception class, Kim Jong-un joined the regular sixth grade class. Hualo Makalo, then the 14-year-old son of Portuguese immigrants, clearly remembers the Asian boy in a tracksuit and Nike shoes walking into 6A, a class of 22 students. The kids were already seated in their desks when the new boy was brought in and introduced as Pak Un, the, school, the son of North Korean diplomats. There was a spare seat next to Mikelo, so the new boy, who simply went by the name of Un, sat in it. The pair soon became close, bonding because of their seat placement, but also because neither were, were was particularly academic. In sixth grade, classes were split into two streams, and both Kim Jong-un and Mikelo were sent to this group of academically, academically weaker students. Kim Jong-un was embarrassed when he was called to answer questions in front of the class, not because he didn't know the answers necessarily, but because he couldn't express himself. So Mikelo helped him with his German homework, while the newcomer helped his friend with math. Michaelo remembers Kim as a quiet, and but said that he was very decisive and capable of making his point. He was ambitious, but not aggressive, he said. But other students remember the new kid being forceful because he had a trouble communicating. While lessons were in high German, the more formal variety of the language spoken to official situations in Switzerland, families and friends spoke to each other in Swiss, Swiss German, former classmates recall. This was technically a dialect, but to an outsider, it sounds so different that it may as well be Dutch. It was frustrating to Kim Jong-un, who resented his inability to understand. He kicked us in the shins and even spat at us on a former classmate, said one former classmate. In addition to the communication problems, the other students tended to think of Kim Jong-un as a weird outsider. His school friends recall, not least because the North Korean always wore tracksuits, never jeans, and and a standard uniform of teenagers the world over. The standard uniform of teenagers the world over. In North Korea, jeans were a symbol of the despised capitalists. One classmate remembered him wearing Adidas tracksuits with three stripes down the side and the newest pair of Nike Air Jordans. The other kids in the school could only dream of having those shoes, said uh, Nikola Kobiak, uh, another former classmate who often played basketball with Kim after school, estimating a pair cost more than $200 in Switzerland at the time. As he moved into the upper years at school, Kim Jong-un improved his German enough that he was able to get by in class. Even the girl who got kicked and spat at conceded that he was thawed over time as he became more sociable. Still, he remained introverted. More complicated thoughts were beyond his German, so he tended to keep to himself them to himself, Michaelo said. Kim Jong-un went on to pass the 7th grade, 7th and 8th grades, and was there for a part of ninth grade at a high school, and Cohen's education authorities confirmed. His grades were never great. It surely didn't help that he was absent so often, 75 times in the first year, 150 in the second.
Parts of the curriculum focused on social matters that would have presented very different worldview to the one that Kim experienced in North Korea. Quote, generally people, generally people here are taught to respect each other, unquote. Cody Halber, who also works for the Cohen's municipality, told me as a alum as I thumbed through the curriculum folders. Quote, they learn about solving conflicts peacefully and how to live together harmoniously. These are our values, unquote. In these days, we, he attended school. Kim Jong-un's lessons included human rights, women's rights, and the development of democracy. One unit was even called, quote, happiness, suffering, life, and death, unquote. Students learned about Max, Martin, Luther, Martin Luther King Jr., Nelson Mandela, and Mahatma Gandhi. There is a strong emphasis on intellectual education, intercultural education, Huber said, learning that about culture di diversity, religious, ethnic, and social groups, the rights of human beings, and standing in solidarity with the disadvantaged. It's hard to know what Kim Jong-un thought during these lessons. No such rights existed in North Korea, but this may not have been as jarring to Kim as it sounds, because he had encountered very few no North Koreans and almost none in situations outside of those that were carefully choreographed to show smiling citizens who beamed contentment at him. Kim could have told himself that his people didn't need all those fine ideals because they were evidently very happy under his father's leadership. The teenaged Kim also would have learned about how the French populace rose up and stormed the Bastille, leading to eventually execution of the king and queen. All students in Switzerland learned about the French Revolution as an example of how a society can change. Kim Jong-un's class learned about the French Revolution began in no small part because of the population's unhappiness that living standards, having started to improve, did not continue to rise. Political scientists still talk today about the potentially destabilizing effect of rising expectations going unmet. Those a great successor remembered these lessons. Life has been improving for many North Koreans since Kim Jong-un came to power in 2011. They have they have more freedom to make money through their own enterprise, and those who make enough can buy uh, capuchins, capuchins, rollerblades, and smartphones. As a result, there are now obvious disparities between the way people live in the supposed socialist paradise. There is a 1% or the 99%, the North Korean equivalent of the bourgeoisie and peasantry, going to start recent resetting resenting the gap between them and the elite, and more importantly, do something about it. Are they going to vent their anger if the small improvements in their standards of living do not continue? The lessons on the French Revol Revolution and the fate of Louis the Louis the Seventeenth, no, Louis the Sixteenth, don't augur well for Kim and his circle. But back then, the student the student wasn't worrying about historical omens. He was busy playing basketball. Every day at 5 p.m. when the school bell rang, Kim Jong-un would head to the basketball courts at his school or at the Libermet High School and less than a 10-minute walk away. He was often with his older brother, Kim Jong-chol, and, and with an older North Korean boy who acted as their bodyguard. Simone Letzov, a student at Lebermatt High School at the time, played basketball with the group several times a week before between 1998 and 2001, often until 8 o'clock at night. He just assumed that the Asian kid was associated with the Thai embassy, which was a short walk from the high school. Kim Jong-un always wore the same outfit for basketball, an authentic Chicago Bulls top with Michael Jordan's number, 23, and Bulls shorts and his Air Jordan shoes. His ball was also top of the line, a spalding with the official mark of the NBA. 
Kim's competitive side came out on the basketball court. He could be aggressive and often indulged in trash talk. He was serious on the court, hardly ever laughing or even talking, just focused on the game. When things went badly for him, he would curse or even pound his head against the wall. Sometimes, in addition to other Asian teenagers, Kim Jong-un arrived with a couple of adults came along to set up small camping chairs beside the court, keeping score on a little board and clapping when Kim landed a basket. Lutzorf described the scene as, quote, really bizarre. Quote, it was obvious that this guy, who we now know was Kim, was something special, unquote, he said. Off the court, Kim Jong-un played basketball on his PlayStation. Quote, the whole world for him was just basketball all the time, Michaela said. He had even been to Paris, or unquote, sorry. He had even been to Paris to see an NBA exhibition game and had photos of himself standing with Tony Kovac, the Chicago Bulls and Kobe Bryant of the Los Angeles Lakers. A few of Kim Jong-un's closest friends in Bern went back to his home, which they described as a spare, as spare, with no pictures on the walls. It did have a basketball hoop outside, however, and the teenagers would often play there, sometimes making more noise than the neighbors would have preferred. At the apartment, Michaelo met Kim Jong-un's, quote, parents, his older brother and his younger sister, Kim Jong-un. Kim Yo-jong, who is known in Switzerland as Pak Mi-hyung. They didn't have much to say to each other, but since the Koreans couldn't speak German and Michaelo couldn't speak English or Korean. Still, Michaelo often went around for lunch, where a cook made boiled chicken with strange sweet, sweet and sour sauces that were not to the Portuguese students' liking. Sometimes they would go to a local swimming pool in the North Korean's darkened minivan, laughing the whole way. Another classmate... Marco Imhoff also went to Kim's apartment from time to time and noticed how the boy's personality changed to reveal flashes of temper. Once the boys were given spaghetti, but it was cold, he spoke sharply to the cook at the apartment, Imhoff said, in a way that surprised him. Kim Jong-un had gadgets his friends could only dream of, a mini-disc player, which was cutting-edge weight to store music in the years before iPods, a Sony PlayStation, and lots of movies that hadn't yet been released in theaters. He loved watching action films, especially those featuring Jackie Chan or the latest James Bond. But at a time when teenagers are usually pushing boundaries, Kim Jong-un was no party animal or playboy in training. He didn't go to school camp, parties, or discos, and didn't touch a drop of alcohol. Kim Jong-un, quote, absolutely avoided contact with girls, unquote, a formal classmate said, adding that she never had a substantial conversation with him. Quote, he was a loner and didn't share anything about his private life. When he was with somebody, it was Marco Imhoff and Joao Michelo, unquote. With these friends, he would talk about North Korea and what he'd done there during his summer break. He showed them photos of the beach at Wonsan and pictures of him jet skiing. One day, while Kim and Michelo were hanging out in the living room, the North Korean went off to his bedroom and came back with a photo of him and an older man. The man in the apartment was not his dad, Kim revealed. Instead, he introduced the man in the photo as his real father. Kim Jong-il, the leader of North Korea. Michaelo thought his friend was talking nonsense and responded sarcastically, Sure, your father is a president. Kim Jong-un just laughed, but insisted that he really was the son of the North Korean leader. They dropped it. But then one day, around Easter 2001, with only a couple of months to go until he completed ninth grade, Kim told Michaelo that his father had ordered him back to North Korea. And that he would soon that he would soon leave soon. He offered no explanation for his sudden recall. Kim's other friends received no such notice. The boy just stopped coming to school one day, 
Their teacher said they had no idea what happened to him either. Just like that, Pakun was gone. And that'll be the end of chapter three, actually. So, progress? Question mark? <laughs> um, the next chapter is called Dictatorship 101. I think it's pretty explanatory what this chapter will be about. It'll be about how Kim becomes a dictator, or is trained to be a dictator after, what, middle of ninth grade? Can you imagine that, being groomed to be the leader of a country in the middle of freshman year of high school? That's what was happening. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, it's been a decent time here. Um, odds are that the next time you listen to an episode or the next episode you listen to, um, we'll just be leaving off the beginning of the chapter. But maybe, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll jump ahead. Maybe I'll get some reading done outside of this. But we'll see. So uh, today is... Today is Sunday night. I get to see you again in three days, which makes me so, so happy. I can't wait to see you again every single time I'm with you. It's just amazing. It's just perfect. I love you to the end of the universe. I love you more than I ever thought was possible. <laughs>